Matthew chapter 16. In Matthew chapter 16, uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and we're going to go to uh, verse 13. Today, we're going to talk about who is this man, Jesus? Jesus Christ, of course, was born into this world. He was born of a virgin. By passing natural generation, he came into this earth as a man. But he was more than a man. He was God. He was God manifest in the flesh. And so today, looking at verse 13, it says, And when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So Jesus asked the question, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some, uh, some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some Elias or Elijah, and some others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So they acknowledged him as a prophet or one of the prophets. In verse 15, and he saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Who do you say that I am? And he's talking to his disciples and he's asking them the question, who do you say? Some say you're perhaps uh, one prophet or John the Baptist, Elias or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But who do you say I am? And Simon Peter, who was uh, most likely to speak up, Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. So he had the correct answer. And Jesus, of course, commended him. He said in verse 17, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. So he acknowledged that Peter had the right answer, and the right answer being that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He is the Redeemer. He is the Messiah. He is the one that would come and redeem humanity from our sin. So uh, he said, you are blessed, Simon Barjona. And he said, flesh and blood has not revealed it to you. But my father, the father God, gave him a revelation of who Jesus was. And in verse 18, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Well, then, uh, he said that uh, upon this rock I will build my church. I would submit to you today, the rock is a revelation of who Jesus is. Because Jesus is the very foundation of the church. Without a revelation of Jesus, no one is born again. Without a revelation of who Jesus is, no one accesses the presence of God. Remember last week I gave you a scripture. Jesus said, I am the what? The way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through me. So there's only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way to the Father. You and I have access to the Father. Anyone can have access to the Father through Jesus Christ. He is the Christ. 
He is the son of the living God. He is the redeemer of all humanity. And so the revelation of Jesus and who Jesus is, is the rock upon which Jesus said, I will build my church. And he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against it because it is built on this solid foundation. Jesus is referred to in scripture as the chief cornerstone. He is the chief cornerstone of the foundation of the church. So all measurements come from him. Everything comes from him. It all happens because of him. We are the church because Jesus did come. He was born into this world, and he became the Savior of humanity. Amen? So we're going to look into Matthew as well in Matthew chapter 1. And it's somewhat the story of Christmas. There's a, other accounts. Of course, Luke's account is a pretty long account of the story of Christmas. But I'm going to uh, read here in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Before they came together, before they had a sexual relationship, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. So Mary is, has conceived in her womb supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, and Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example was minded to put away, put her away pri pri privily or privately. He's thinking that she has been unfaithful. And so he's uh, thinking, I'll put her away privately and try to uh, cover things and, and not embarrass her. And uh, then in verse 20, he said, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So thank God the angel interrupted him. Interrupted his thoughts and interrupted his action. Thank God God can interrupt our thoughts and interrupt our wrong action. And so he was about to do the wrong thing and make a wrong choice and, and, and take a wrong step, but God interrupted him and gave him an answer and gave him direction supernaturally. So he, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And we saw that phrase earlier in verse 18. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, the angel says that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So, by the Spirit of God, she conceived in her womb and she brought forth a child. Let's go to verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. The name Jesus means Savior. And so, Jesus is his name, or will be his name, and he shall save his people from their sins. Now, all this was done 
that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by, of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So Jesus Christ was a man. He was indeed a man. He became man. He was born into this world and became a man. In Timothy it says that uh, he was the man, Christ Jesus. So he's very much a man, very much a human being that walked on the earth, lived on the earth, lived like a man. In other words, he lived as a child. He grew up as a child. He grew up in his uh, father and mother's home and Joseph and Mary's home. And no doubt he worked in his father's carpentry shop. Uh, you know, he didn't enter the ministry until he was 30 years old. I mean, as far as really uh, starting his miracle ministry and healing ministry. So he was very much uh, uh, involved in his family and in his life. And then, of course, no doubt, studying the Scripture. And, and uh, meditating on the Word of God, spending time in the presence of the Father. But he knew who he was. And here he is being spoken of as God with us. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So thank God Jesus Christ was uh, born into this world and he was God with us. But he was also referred to in this uh, passage as the Savior from our sins. His name will be called Jesus. He will be the Savior from our sins. So here Jesus is the Savior and he is God with us. Well, if he's the Savior, then he's going to save us from our sin. And it's not only going to be God with us, but thank God, God in us. That God is going to come to dwell in us because of Jesus' death on the cross, his suffering and paying the price for our sin. We are going to have Jesus on the inside. We're going to have Christ in us. In Colossians 1 verse 27, it says, Christ in us. The hope of glory. So not only is Jesus uh, born into this world as a man, and he was God manifest in the flesh, and he was God with us, but he is now God in us. Somebody say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Now go with me to John chapter 1. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, John, chapter 1, and verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus has always been. He didn't have a beginning. 
Now, he was born into this world, but he was always with God. In the beginning was the Word. So the Word is personified here, speaking of Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So the Word, Jesus, was with God. In the beginning, meaning that there was a beginning in this world. In the beginning, God created, right? And without Him was not anything made that was made. Jesus was there in the beginning. And so He was God and is God and will forever be God. So, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by Him. So He was the Creator in the beginning. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. So Jesus and the Father created this earth. Created the worlds. God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, God said, God said. And everything he said came to pass. So God spoke this world into existence. Jesus created this world. And Jesus was and is God. Now, of course, you can uh, consider different cults in our world. And different cults in our world do not acknowledge him as God. They may acknowledge him as a prophet. They may acknowledge that he, that he really did uh, exist as a man. They may acknowledge him even as a good man and some of his teachings as good teachings. But we acknowledge Jesus Christ as God. So he was God manifest in the flesh. He came and dwelt among us. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In Christ. So Jesus Christ came into this world. He was God and he was manifest into this, into this world. He was born of a virgin, we saw very clearly. He was born of a virgin and he came into this world and he came with life from heaven. He came with life from God. So the life of God that he came with, he wanted to give to humanity. He wanted to give to us. Let's go to the next verse. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Another translation says the darkness overcame it not. So Jesus came into this world as a light, and he came with life from God. And he came with life so that he could give it to us. John chapter 10, verse 10, what does it say? The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So Jesus came into this world to give us life. And the way he was going to give us life was through his death and through his burial and through his resurrection and through our believing in him. So when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, he that believes on the Son, what? Has everlasting life. So eternal life is the result of Jesus coming and coming with that life from heaven, living with that life in the earth, living as a man, and he lived with the life of God himself. 
He walked as a man, and he lived with the life of God on the inside of him. And so now, through his death and resurrection, we have received that life in us. Now let's skip down to verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So the Word, let's go back to verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word, what? Was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word was made flesh. Well, it says in verse 1, the Word was God. So we could say God was made flesh or God took on human flesh. God, by taking on human flesh, became a man. So then, as a man, he could become our substitute. He could actually die in our place and substitute for the human race. Now, let's look at this verse again. Verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. How many are glad for the truth today? Again, Jesus said, I'm the way, what? The truth and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. And how do we get to him? It's through the grace of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the grace of God that we are saved. Amen. By faith in his blood, by faith in the grace of God, we are saved. We are born again. We become children of God. God becomes our very own Father. Hallelujah. So we beheld his glory as of the glory of the, of the Father. Hallelujah. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 15. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. The one that comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. So John the Baptist was a forerunner of Jesus. We know that. He was a prophet that was prophesying of Jesus' coming. What did he say? Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. So Jesus was the Savior, but John knew that. Remember uh, when uh, Elizabeth and Mary greeted uh, one another, uh, the salutation of Mary. It said the babe, John the Baptist, at six months in pregnancy, leaped in his mother's womb. So there was an acknowledgment, a supernatural uh, thing happening in that place when uh, she greeted Elizabeth, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Uh, on John the Baptist in the womb. That's pretty amazing. He leaped in the womb at the salutation of Mary, the mother of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, of course, Elizabeth began to prophesy. Hallelujah. So the Spirit of God came on them. The anointing of God was there in that room. And it says, He that cometh after me is preferred before me. Well, then uh, John the Baptist is acknowledging, even though Jesus was born after he was born, he was acknowledging that he was preferred before me. 
Well, Jesus was born after John the Baptist, but he existed prior because he was God in the beginning. So he has always been. We don't, we don't look at Jesus as a man that was born, and that's why we celebrate Christmas because Jesus uh, was born and he had a beginning at Christmas time. No, he didn't have a beginning. God didn't have a beginning. In the beginning was God. And the word was with God. So God has always been. Jesus has always been God. And he has always existed. We celebrate the birth of Jesus because he is the son of God manifest in the flesh. He is God manifest in the flesh. And he came to redeem us. Amen. He came to save us from our sins. He came uh, to sacrifice himself and to be the redeemer of all of humanity. Praise God forever. Now, we say that he was God incarnate. And the word incarnate means in carol or in flesh. It means the, to be endowed with a human body or personified. It means to give bodily form to, to embody to give bodily form to. The word incarnation, according to Webster, says, endowment with a human body, the taking on of human form and nature by Jesus as the Son of God. Endowment with a human body, the taking on of uh, human form and nature by Jesus as the Son of God. So Jesus Christ actually became man in caro or in flesh. Jesus got in a body. And he got in a body in a supernatural way. He came by a virgin birth, uh, conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of Mary. So Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. Now go with me now to 2 Timothy Or 1 Timothy, excuse me. I'm going to go to 1 Timothy, chapter 3. 1 Timothy, chapter 3. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Other translations say he appeared in human flesh. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? Let's read that again. Without controversy. So in God's mind, there is no controversy here. In the world's mind, there may be a lot of controversy about what is being said in this verse. But in God's mind, there is no controversy. In Paul's mind, there is no controversy. 
He said, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. So this is a great mystery. That God was manifest in the flesh. God appeared in a human body. Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. But then he was justified in spirit, which we've talked about righteousness and how he was justified, and he was justified for us. His justification was our justification. His righteousness was for us. So he was justified in spirit, seen of angels. He was preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. So he was received up into glory back with the Father, the same glory that he had with the Father. Praise God forever. So the preaching of the gospel is a necessary element. We must preach the gospel. The proclamation of the gospel is a way that people are going to believe on him. Now let's go uh, to the first, uh, we're going to go to Second Timothy, or First Timothy chapter 2 now which we took some time to look at last week. In 2 Timothy, or 1 Timothy, excuse me, chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. It says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men, who will have what? All men to be saved. We shall call his name Jesus, for he shall what? Save his people from their sins. His name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So Jesus is the Savior. Now in this verse he said, This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved. So it is God's will that all be saved. Who will have all men to be saved and to what? Come to the knowledge of the truth. So going back to what we said last week, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus being the way to the Father, he being the truth that will reveal the Father to you, and Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And so the Holy Spirit wants us to see how clearly Jesus is the only way to the Father. And that through Jesus, we have this gift of eternal life. Our sins are forgiven. We're washed in the blood of Jesus. We're cleansed by the blood of Christ. We are accepted in Christ as right with God, and we have this gift of eternal life. We have received the life that he came with and that he came to give. He came to give life. He didn't just come to have it. He came to give it, but he had to lay it down in order to be able to give life to you and to me. So he poured out his soul unto death. He suffered in our place. He died so that we could experience the grace of God and we could receive the, the forgiveness of sin and we could receive this righteous nature of God and we could be born again and we could receive eternal life. 
So eternal life is what he came to give, not just to have. Now, we have received eternal life, but God and Jesus are the source of this life. And so there was only one way that we were going to get it, and that was through Jesus. We could not gain it on our own. We could not receive it without him. The only way we can get eternal life is through Jesus Christ. So that all would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. One God, one Father, and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. So there's one mediator and there's one God. God the Father. And one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. So Jesus is not just God, he's also man. He's not just man, he's also God. So he was God manifest in the flesh which made him man or qualified him as a man. In Hebrews chapter 2 it says that we were partakers of flesh and blood in verse 14. We're partakers of flesh and blood, but Jesus likewise also himself took part of the same. He became a man by taking part in this physical being, body. Now, his body was a perfect human body. In other words, he bypassed natural generation. He bypassed uh, the sin that was passed down through the blood of Adam on and on and on. To every generation. Sin entered into the world by what? One man. One man, Adam. Sin entered into the world by one man. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. For that all have sinned. So death passed to all men. For all have sinned. All have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. But Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, was conceived in the womb of Mary, bypassing natural generation. So he was supernaturally conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of Mary. And so he bypassed natural generation, so the sin element was not passed down to Jesus Christ. So he's the only sinless man. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So Jesus Christ is the one and only sinless man. He's the only man that has bypassed this sin element because sin passed to every man. And death passed to every man. So every man has been affected by sin and death. But Jesus, he came with life. And he bypassed natural generation and he had no sin of his own. So he was a sinless man who came into this world and he was able to qualify as our sin substitute. Jesus then can go to the cross. Jesus can die in our place and he can eliminate sin and its power to bring death or produce death in our lives. And he can eliminate sin and its effect on our lives through his death on the cross, through his burial, and through his resurrection. Hallelujah. Somebody say good news. All right, so let's go to this verse again. 
For there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. So he was the substitute, and he was the go-between. He was the middleman, or he was a person in between God and man. So he reconciled us back to God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, God was in Christ. I'm going to quote it from the Amplified. God was in Christ reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself. God was in Christ, or God was working in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself. So God in Christ is bringing man back to himself. We had gone away from God. We had gotten out away from God because of Adam's sin. And, of course, sin and death passed upon every generation and every man. But Jesus, through his death on the cross, through his burial, and through his resurrection, we have been reconciled or restored to a place of favor and friendship with God. So God has now become our Father, and God has become our friend. Can somebody say, He's my Father, and He is my friend? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to verse 6. Who gave Himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Who gave himself a ransom for how many? For all. So all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but Jesus gave himself a ransom for all. So a ransom is a payment. He paid the price. He paid the price. The wages of our sin was death. The price for our sin was death. So Jesus paid the price, and his death reconciled us back to God. So the payment has been paid. The price has been paid, and we have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. And it says to be testified in what? Due time. In other words, there must be a testimony of Jesus Christ. There must be a preaching or proclamation of the gospel, which Paul says in the next verse, whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ, and lie not a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. So he was ordained to preach the gospel. And the gospel is what? Good news. Somebody say good news. Now, we love the Christmas songs, and of course, thankfully, you still hear some of them uh, in the stores. And uh, it's wonderful. But I'm going to read you the words of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. In the first verse, it says, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconcile. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born. In Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. The next verse says. Christ by highest heaven adored. 
Christ, the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Wow, that's amazing. I'm going to read that one a verse again. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, please as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hallelujah. Then the last verse, this is, Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all He brings. Risen with healing in His wings. Mild He lays His glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hallelujah. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus was the son of God. He was God manifest in the flesh. He became a man. He got in a body. He walked as a man. He lived as a man, a real man, lived a real life, was tempted like as we are yet without sin. He knows what you and I are tempted with because he's been tempted with all in all points. And yet Jesus Christ not only was tempted in all points, but he got through every temptation without sin. He was sinless. He was a sinless man. He was a a, a spotless sacrifice. He went to the cross and gave of his life, and he did so to be a ransom for us all. He paid the price so that we could be ransomed back to God. Hallelujah. We could be reconciled back to God. We could have a restored relationship with God as our Father. Our sins could be forgiven, and we could know Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, and we could know God as our Father, and we could know that we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus has redeemed us, and we are delivered from this world. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Somebody say it with me. Jesus is Lord. One more time. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Wow, let's just stand up to our feet just for a few minutes here and just lift up our hands. Praise God forever. Praise God forever. Somebody just begin to praise the Lord. Thank God. Thank God forever. Thank God for Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. We worship you today, Jesus. 
We worship you today, Lord Jesus. We magnify you today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for taking our sins away. We thank you that we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We thank you, Father God, that Jesus is the great I am. We thank you, Father God, that he is our Redeemer. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have redeemed us from our sin. We worship you today as Lord over all. We worship you today, and we thank you today for your amazing grace toward us. We thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. We worship your name, Jesus. We magnify your name, Jesus. We magnify you as Lord over all. We magnify you as King of kings and Lord of lords. We magnify your name, that it's your name every knee must bow. Every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord. We magnify the name that is above every name. We magnify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus, in all. Hallelujah. You are Lord. Hallelujah. We worship and magnify you, Jesus. We thank you for the Spirit of God. That has come to live on the inside of us and give us life. We thank you that Jesus is alive. And he's alive in us today. That greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. That we have this gift of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. We thank you, dear Father. We thank you, Father God. Thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you for your amazing grace, Lord. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you that Jesus is alive. Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is our Prince of Peace. That Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our Redeemer. Jesus is our Deliverer. Jesus is our all in all. Jesus is our everything. Jesus, we worship you today. Jesus, Jesus, we magnify you today. We magnify you today. We magnify you, Lord Jesus. We magnify the name of Jesus. We glorify the name of Jesus. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Holy is his name. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty which was and is and is to come. We glorify you today. We glorify you today. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name, Jesus. The name that is above every name. We cry holy to your name. 
Holy to your name. Holy to your name. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Holy is your name, Jesus. Worthy is your name. Worthy is the name of Jesus. Holy. 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 Holy Lord. Holy Lord. Holy God. Holy God you are. Holy is the name of the Lord. Holy is your name. Holy is your name, Jesus. Holy is your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. 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 Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. We praise the name of Jesus. The name that is above every name. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. Worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Worship you as Savior. We worship you as Redeemer. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, God. We seek you first. We seek your face. We seek your grace. We seek you. We seek you, Father. Oh, we set our hearts to seek you. We set our minds to seek you. We set our lives to seek you. Lord, we exhumar que estos, we embracele que entososia. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That you're coming. That you're coming. You're coming, Jesus. Jesus, 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 thank you, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're coming again, you're coming, you're coming for the church, you're coming for the bride, you're coming, you're coming, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're coming for the church, Lord Jesus. 
We set our hearts, we set our minds to seek your face. Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. seated. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you would, bow your heads, close your eyes. We could presume that everyone in the room is saved, but we don't want to presume or assume. We want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to know Jesus. If you're in this room today and you're not sure of your salvation, you do not know that if you died, you'd go to heaven, but you want to know Jesus, would you please raise your hand? Anyone in the room? That's you. Would you please raise your hand? Maybe you're here today. You've been saved. You've been born again. But you have gotten away from God. You're not in a right fellowship with the Lord today. And you want to be restored. If that's you, would you please raise your hand? Lift up your hand. We'll pray with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thirdly, perhaps you've been saved, you've been born again, but you've not yet received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when I say that, 
I mean, just like they were in the book of Acts, it said that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak with a new language as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit like they were in the book of Acts, would you raise your hand today? We'll pray for you. Anyone like that? Then last of all, you're a child of God born again, but you do not have a church home. You're not a member of a local church, not committed to a local church, but you'd like to be. And you want to connect here, right here at Word of Life Christian Center. If that's your desire, would you raise your hand? We'll pray for you as well. You want to connect with this local church? Please raise your hand. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, anyone else? Anyone? All right. You can lift your heads. Thank you, Lord Jesus. No one responded in the room, but we want to just pray with anyone that perhaps may be online and you need to be saved today and you want to make that choice right now with everybody in the room. Pray with us. Let's just pray with them. Just say, Dear God, I come to you today. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for my sin. He shed His blood and gave His life. He died in my place as a sacrifice. I believe Jesus is Lord. He is risen from the dead, and He is Lord. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And maybe you need to be restored in fellowship with God, so pray this prayer with us. Just say, Dear Father, I repent of sin. I turn away from it, and I turn to you today. I, in Jesus' name, ask your forgiveness. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Forgive me of my sin, and I receive your forgiveness. And I thank you today that you restore me in fellowship with you. In Jesus' name, amen.